0: The Big Footy Port Adelaide Podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision.
1: My team Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power.
2: power, power, power. The button and go. I
0: love the power. G'day everyone and welcome to the Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast. Coming to you live on Port Fan Radio. I'm your host, Maca 19, and joining us is Portia. How you going, love?
2: I'm going pretty well, Um, apart from the fact that uh, watching the finals this week has just been really, really sad because of the teams that have won and the teams that have lost, and how we could have been part of it all. Yeah.
0: Well, we could have, coulda, shoulda, woulda, but uh, didn't, didn't, unfortunately. (laughs) Very sad, very, very sad. And joining us as well is Rick, but he's off finding a box at the moment, uh, as he does, so (laughs) shambles Rick, that's it. Um, So he will join us in a minute. So, I apologise for him uh, scrambling around like a madman. Ah, screw as <laughs> all. Here he is, the rickster. Did it work? Yeah, it actually is a little uh, bit. It did actually, yes. I it, can't uh, it. no more echo. You've yeah, uh, a little bit less echo. I believe you've just walked out of the toilet. So, I think that's probably all that's happened. But yeah, I'll say so. We'll take that. We will take that. Yeah. So, yeah, let's uh, let's have a bit of a quick chat about the finals. Did you watch any of it? No, I just watched the scores because I knew
2: if I actually watched it, I'd get angry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, look, I watched, uh, I watched bits of uh, – I didn't see the, the Sydney showdown at all, but um, I saw most of the other three games. And uh, Richmond probably should have won by more. Uh, I picked yeah. Hawthorne. I thought they were a little bit disappointing, I guess. Um, you yeah, know, Melbourne were just all over Geelong. And, uh, oh, and that was right. great to see. Great for their fans. And um, oh. thank God we got a close one in the last game with the West Coast Collingwood, which was an absolute ripper, I have to say. That was a great match.
2: Yeah, well, it's certainly great that Collingwood has to travel. I see Eddie Maguire's been kicking off in the media about, uh,
0: oh, no, uh, wow, we have to travel, wow, six-day
2: break. Well, not even yeah. travel, just a six-day break, sorry. Um, yeah, mm. oh, no, gee, gosh.
1: Oh, dear. It's horrendous in this national competition, isn't it, that... Uh, oh. Uh, the, the teams outside of Victoria actually have to, or inside Victoria, have to travel as well. It's just outrageous. Well, and
0: in, in shouldn't happen, in, Rick. Yeah. It's just not football. No, yeah. it's not.
1: I mean, look, the AFL... The what A-field, is this, the
0: National of... League, or is this the VFL? Come on.
1: It's Well, come on. Don't bait me, Macca. Don't bait me. <laughs> we know we're
0: in two we leagues. Know it's...
1: <laughs> well, as you would have noticed, I've been on my rant the last couple of weeks. I've got a new agenda, and that's the... I want the uh, non-Victorian teams... To have a review of the state of the competition and why we're underperforming compared to the Victorian sides on the on the last day of September, just like that mighty review in two thousand and six. Yep, fair enough. Mm. Well, there's no fair coincidence. There's, there, there's there's more than the coincidence that no, no. since that review, there's only been one non-Victorian team to win. Yep. and that was Sydney, which is a quasi-Victorian side <laughs> anyway. So. They did something, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. But no, I didn't watch any of the football. But Melbourne, I thought, was predictable, and I reckon they'll, I'll punt, I reckon they'll pump the hawks this week too. Oh, I
2: don't know about that. I'm still counting on the the demons cringe coming back myself.
1: No yeah. preliminary well, you know, final. H- history
0: history would suggest that Hawthorne will win this because yeah. usually the uh, the qualifying final loser does end up winning the semi final. Yeah. Um. But I don't know, Melbourne are playing with a lot of spirit and uh, and hope and all that sort of stuff and and a fair bit of skill as well. So I think they're definitely a chance. That's, that's certainly going to be a tight game. Uh, they both match up pretty well against each other. And, you know, Hawthorne certainly won't want to go out in straight sets for the, I think, the second time in
1: three years, isn't it?
2: Oh, I don't know, probably.
0: Mm. I
1: just don't think Hawthorne are that good. And I think they were lucky to finish where they... Where they did, they they got a couple of uh, you know, they had a favorable draw and a couple of good decisions, um there were games that went their way, a bit like the port game. So uh, yeah, a bit like Geelong, I don't no, think Geelong were as good kept as winning, what they were either. Yeah. Oh, they did, said, hey, they did they... what we couldn't do. Yeah.
0: Look, at least Hawthorne are a pretty well rounded side, whereas Geelong have, you know, four or five guns and then nothing. Um so yeah, I, I think they're in a bit of trouble. Uh, Geelong, whereas Hawthorne, it looks like they've sort of replenished their side with a fair bit of uh, talented youth uh, to go with the, with some smart recruiting as well. Uh, so I've got no doubt that they'll stay out for a little bit longer but um, yeah, Geelong I don't know, it seems like a lot of Geelong fans are, are wanting Chris Scott's head um, you know, he's <laughs> certainly not a popular figure down at the Cattery, which is, uh, which is great, which is good I guess. Yeah, it is
1: Hmm how come we all sound semi-depressed tonight? What's going on? Uh, well, I'm f- naked.
2: Half an hour later than usual. <laughs> uh, no port yeah. in finals. No football. Um, mm. No no trade news or draft news to speak of. Really. Um, yeah.
1: Porsche. Come on. This series.
2: What? Okay. Throw it at me. What you got?
1: Well, the rumour is there's a bit of a smoky's chance that Port might be going and possibly get Dylan Shield, apparently.
2: Mm. I'm, I know that that was on Macca's Dream Journal, um, but I don't know that uh, that's... Is that real?
0: It is real, apparently. Uh, allegedly. Um, there seems to be a bit of smoke there. OK. Um, whether it happens or not, I don't know. I, I think we might be a bit of a long shot, but it, we're definitely not out of, out of consideration.
1: I'd can we well. maximise the benefit of a player like Dylan Shill? That is the question.
0: I think we can. Look, I, I heard it first a couple of days ago and I thought nothing of it because I thought, well, there's no way he's going to move here. Then I did a bit of digging and, uh, and found that it is actually a, a potential. It is a potential. Um, probably won't happen, but geez, it would be great if it did.
2: Well, I mean, if we had Pollock and Shield,
0: of the
2: in, sort of player that we if need. Right. Yeah, if, well, Pollock and would mm. be, be good. Um, I just feel like... Um, I don't want another great white hope in this off-season that's going to win us a premiership from the back of their own game because it hasn't happened. We've tried it three yep. off-seasons in the last four and it hasn't happened. Um, mm. So, I just want... If Porter chasing Shield, okay, but I want it to be reasonable.
0: Well, um, I don't think we're chasing him as the uh the missing piece of a premiership. I um like are. but but for all those that are saying, well if we lose Polek, then we then we're ruined because we're not going to have any pace or something, you know. Shields definitely an upgrade on Polek. Yeah, he'd fix that. Um up. And, you know, he's quick, he's powerful, he can kick goals, he's a big clearance winner, he's he's a hard tackler, you know, he's uh he's a very very good player. And um look, if we can land him even though it's a long shot,
1: you
0: know, I'd be, I'd be hoop. I would. I'd be uh, well charmed. So why is it? Why
1: is it a long shot?
0: Well, I've, I don't know. I, I think maybe a couple of Victorian clubs have, um, have really done their homework on him a little bit, and they might be in front. But um, you never know what might happen. Who knows? Um, if it comes
2: down, because he's, he's, if it comes down to money, I mean, we'd be right near the front, right? So.
0: Well, he's under contract as well, so well, yeah, but... um, so we would need to work out a trade, whereas, you know, I think the other team that are heavily linked oh. to him are Carlton and, yeah, you know, okay. yeah, yeah. they they could easily just say he's pick one because yeah. she probably worth pick one. He probably is. Um, mm. Mm, mm. So, yeah, we shall have to wait and see what happens there. But, um, yeah, hopefully something positive.
2: Rick, could you please stop clicking? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is you're clicking.
1: <laughs> no, I'm doing research. Can you research quieter? You
2: know? well, a... my microphone's
1: hyper bloody sensitive, isn't
2: it? I don't know. It, it sounds like you're actually stabbing your, your mouse button.
1: Yeah.
2: Like you just learned what a computer well, that, is and you
0: have had had to work out like how to use it. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, you don't have like old day mice from the 1980s that. Yeah, even if you clicked it softly, it still made a katuk katuk yeah, sort of yeah, noise. It's, it's, yes. I'm actually that's using great. the
1: surface and the little surface pad, and I am so jealous. my microphone is so receptive. I bet not far, you might hear it. Um, well, it. Wouldn't be the first time. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, as long as it's not Sniffer uh, Cam, right? <laughs> oh, dear. Well, but, is there uh, any other trade we, rumors?
0: No, I think that's about it, mate. That's about it. We've got a question so, on the chat asking.
2: We got a question on the speaker asking, you "What do we think about Lysett's game from Judy Rowe?"
0: Well, he got hammered, didn't he? He mm. got absolutely okay. spanked by uh, by Grundy, but in the end, they still won the game, I guess. But um, look, Lysett is an upgrade on Lobie. but he's yeah, he's kind of Barnaby French. He's an upgrade on Seabee? what Lobi was. He's, Mark he's not as good as what Ryder is, but he's just a yeah. You know, a, a
1: decent ruckman
0: Box
2: standard, yes
1: a slightly above I don't, he's he's a six, ruckman. I don't think he's a I don't think he's a six hundred thousand a year four year no. Ruckman. no no probably no. Not. He's not if that's him. the rumor of what we're paying
2: if any of that is true, I'm going to be really annoyed <laughs> Any single piece of that if it's a four year contract, I'm annoyed if it's a huge amount of money, I'm annoyed. Mm. Um, yeah no I, I, absolutely not no yeah.
1: Who knows? I would have he thought maybe might... four years. Uh, sorry, four hundred thousand.
0: Maybe at the at new club, he might find another leg and uh, and improve a little bit, just like Ryder did with us as well. So I don't know. There's Come a, on. there's a chance that that might happen. Look, well, I think uh, look as a I think he'll be a relatively dependable first string ruckman without being a genuine match winner like Ryder is. Um, but I feel like he'll at, at least be a dependable option. <clears throat> Is that worth six hundred thousand a year? No, nope. probably not. It's not worth a four-year deal, particularly.
1: Surely we can. Surely we can find a dependable Rutman if that's what we're looking for, a plotter, you know, serviceable um, for uh, Cheaper. you know, in the back bleachers somewhere. For uh, three hundred, surely. Well,
2: and maybe for, even four hundred in a two-year deal—that'd be
1: fine. Mm. Yeah. What's John Giles doing these days?
2: Shit, yeah, exactly.
0: Wait. John-O, Big Joffa. Anyway,
2: should we continue?
0: The Joffmeister. We, yes, let's move on. And uh, <laughs> look, that, that's pretty much it. And uh, let's go on to our player reviews. This is the second week we're doing them. This group of players is, uh, is titled The Last Chance Saloon. And I'll tell you what, Forsha,
2: mm-hmm.
0: there's been some criticism of this group. Why? Um, well, uh, why is Jack Watts in there? Why is it called Last Chance Saloon? I don't understand why. This player's in oh, there. Why haven't you added uh, this oh, player? Oh, oh, well, I can explain this that. This player should be in there.
2: It's called Last Chance Saloon because they're predominantly players that are here on their last chance. Um, and they needed to prove <laughs> themselves this year to do something.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Do you think Jack Watts fit that description? I Sorry. think
2: that even, I think that Jack Watts, is, you could probably find a quote of him saying that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably.
2: Probably. In a lot of media he did in the preseason, I reckon he almost certainly said that at some point. <laughs> mm.
0: I think so. Well, look, let's get into it. And uh, the first player off the mark is the cannon, uh, Trent McKenzie, who, yeah. uh, although his nicknamed the cannon, I think it was without uh, some gunpowder. This year, the Cannon. Um, he played just the one game at AFL level against Essendon early in the season and got absolutely spanked by Jake Stringer. Yeah. Um, he played 11 games at SNFL level, picked up 15 disposal six marks and 3.5 rebound 50s a game. Uh, missed pretty much the entire back end of the season with injury. Uh, look, if this is last chance saloon, uh, I'm not sure he really took that chance.
2: I think that if a player's going to come into the Port Adelaide side as it exists right now um, and you come into the back line, there's not really excuses for non-performance. Mm. What was that?
1: It's a random porn that I'm looking up while you're talking because <laughs> oh, Trent McKenzie doesn't inspire me whatsoever. <laughs> Jesus. No, I was just right. doing a video that loaded up without me knowing.
2: Right, mm. wonderful. right, right. What, was what were we talking yep, about?
1: Yep, anyway, Trent McKenzie. <laughs> yep. Well, it's better than talking about Trent uh, McKenzie, really. It was a failed recruit, wasn't it? He, he's too slow, he lacked a bit of mobility, and um, he got smashed in the one game that you spoke about. And, um, you yeah, know, I can't see a reason, to be honest, to keep him on the list, Yeah. if I'm being brutally honest.
0: I don't know. I, I guess it depends. I, I don't know if he signed a one-year deal or a two-year deal or... Or what have you? So I'm not sure if he's if he's um, if he is signed on for next year yet, or if we're just waiting to see you know what if anything we pick up at the trade table or or at the draft, and then we might offer him something. But um, yeah, look, he did get hammered by Jake Stringer. Um, Then he he fell out of the side. That was that was his only game. I still feel like we could utilize him a bit better. I, I don't think he's a defender. I think he's going to be stuck in that role though um but yeah i i guess it was pretty underwhelming season from trent
2: look i mean he had a opportunity which you know that's something and um it he didn't take it he, he, just, he, he just simply he didn't take it and that's the yeah, i feel like this is an elite competition um just because you don't make it doesn't mean you're a terrible footballer um uh it just means yeah, yeah well it didn't work out Bad like move on to the next thing and um if the next thing is state league football then I mean, that's all right um yeah
0: yeah at well, he had a pretty dependable SA NFL season, but uh, with the player of his talent, you probably want a little bit more. But hopefully if he does stay on next year, um, you know, he can stay fit and, uh, and maybe offer us a little bit more than what he did this year.
2: Uh, for me, I think the only reason he stays is if we are delisting a whole bunch of other people, and so far we haven't delisted enough.
1: Yeah. I think that's a fair point. Are we waiting... For- for the best and fairest, or something? Or, you know, why aren't we uh, well, announcing to, 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 the to delist him on stage at the best and fairest?
2: <laughs> He's not Jerry <Jared> Cole. Well, <laughs> no, well, he could. <laughs> uh, um, I think that what we're waiting for is to see if any of these guys can be placed with a club to a minor benefit for Port Adelaide before we delist them. So, for example, if mm-hmm. there's someone out there that really is kind of hot on Jake Need and we can get a, a bump in the fourth round to two picks higher or some crap like that, then sure.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Let's move on and talk about the next player, uh, okay. which is Jimmy Tumpus, who has already departed the club. He was delisted last week. Yeah. Um, he played no games at AFL level this year. Yep. Uh, he played 15 games at SANFL level, averaged uh, over 24 touches, seven marks, and 3.4 rebound 50s a game. Um, look, it was an experiment that was probably worth it because he cost us literally nothing. No. Um, unfortunately, his body just wasn't up to AFL football and uh, neither was probably his skill level either.
2: I'd say that did cost us because he got a three-year deal, um, which was stupid. I mean, he was already on the... You would have thought he was already on the listing table. So the fact that he not only got a two-year deal, but he got a three-year deal upon coming over with no with nothing, with nothing to show that he was going to make it. That's just absurd from Port Adelaide. Um, that's another one of those contracts someone's got to carry the can for because we knew that he wasn't going to cut it after that first season. And we also knew that we were going to know after the first season if he was going to cut it. Um, yeah. So if, if you did know Did he that sign a
0: three-year he... deal or did he sign an extra year last year?
2: Well, that's it, even worse I if he did. I can't remember.
0: <laughs> it's even <laughs> worse. That's much worse. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, it, it probably it probably is. Uh, it probably is worse, but <laughs> yeah, it would be because <laughs> um, he did nothing to suggest last year that he was ever going to make it at AFL level. And uh, no,
2: we only
0: needed that first year. So, and I, I think the fact that he stayed on was quite heavily criticised uh, on Big Footy and uh, and Facebook and that sort of thing. But you know, he, he gave his all for Port Adelaide. Uh, he just, unfortunately for him, just wasn't up to it um, physically. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he was a, an excellent SANFL player, and I've got no doubt that he'll still be an excellent SANFL player for years to come. And oh, yeah. you know, he's the sort of guy that'll probably win a McGarry I think, um, at some point. But he
2: got knocked back a peg from what he could have been.
0: Um, yes, yeah,
2: he's still something.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he gave it a go, and uh, it didn't work out. But um, mm.
1: full marks for trying, I guess. Will he be like a Mitch Grigg? You reckon?
2: How? Yeah, Mitch sort
1: Grigg of just was... off that. Well, he is. He, We're talking about Sunfers, right? He's
0: probably yeah. He's probably he's probably in that category of maybe a little bit too good for state league football, but he's not going Frick. to be good enough for AFL football. And that, look, there's exactly. been there's been dozens and dozens and dozens of players that fall into that category um you know and and there'll be dozens and dozens more you know k mitchell was a prime example i guess as well um and and a host of other players that have played you know state you know, it's dominated at, at s n f l level it, it usually means you're you're not quick it's enough ge-
1: or maybe yeah. just that exactly you just yeah yeah, you're just lacking that agility obviously jimmy's uh uh, hip injuries, uh, you know, he's never been able to recover from, and uh, seems to be the worst injury to get now in modern AFL, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, so, um, but I mean, hey, it didn't really cost us much outside of developing maybe, uh, you know, a young draftee on the list spot instead of taking someone experienced. So it was worth it was worth a gamble. It just didn't work. Yeah. Unfortunately, we've had a few of those. And we have. He
2: probably gambled a bit too long with that three-year deal, like we already said.
1: Yes, absolutely. <laughs>
0: yeah, look, he should have been delisted last year, no doubt. Oh,
2: yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if look, if you were if <laughs> you're serious and you looked at the future, he could have been delisted after year one. Um, and after year two, it's like, yeah, we should have delisted him last year. So the fact that he got a third year is very something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hmm. Right, talking of the uh, injury-riddled players, let's talk about Jack Trengo, who yeah. uh, was his first year at the club as well, similar to Trent McKenzie. He played three games at AFL level against Carlton St Kilda and GWS late in the season. Um, he also played 13 games at SNFL level, picked up 28 disposals a game, six marks, three inside 50s as well. Um, well, I actually liked his three games. I thought he was a very solid contributor in each of his uh, AFL games this year. Uh, he did look slow out there um, but I don't think the role that he was playing he was probably all that well suited to because we were playing him on a back flank um, and he just dominated at SAFL level uh, through the midfield all year. Uh, so maybe given our issues with uh, with clearance winning mids and and all that sort of stuff, it might have been nice to see how he went through the midfield at AFL level. Um, but I don't know if physically he was up to it. Uh, maybe the 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 club again maybe had issues with his pace uh, and performing that sort of role at AFL level. I don't know.
2: I I don't. What I liked about his game, and I don't know if it's something I like it that's good about him or if it's something that's bad about Port Adelaide, is that I liked that you could see him quite definitely think about his disposal when he had a little bit of time. Um, rather yeah. than blaze away, which a lot of our players do. Uh, mm. And, you know, he's, he did, I'm not going to say his, his delivery was, you know, exceptional under amazing circumstances, but he did enough to steady and made sure he rec- made the right choices. And, um, yeah. I mean, that's, that should kind of be a minimum you'd expect of any player playing at the AFL level, that they have a bit of a think about what they're doing. But it was good to see yeah. he did that. And he was at least someone that we could bring in um, if we wanted someone that would just do the basic things reliably. Um, yeah, you
1: know that's something. It is absolutely. Yeah, well, I look, thought he was I thought he was serviceable. Yeah, I yeah, reckon yeah. we should have re- yeah, rotated was. him more with some of those younger players like Bonner like where you could see Bonner was just getting smashed good, with right. fatigue as the season went on. Yeah. yeah I know but at the end Bonner wasn't really providing much run either. Right, with less defensive accountability than what someone like Trengove had. I'm not saying replace him permanently with Tringco, but I think there was an opportunity maybe to use him more on a rotational basis. Um, but we didn't have the courage to uh, to do that.
2: I'm not
1: convinced yeah. of that. <clears throat> Look,
0: through the first half of the year, from memory, we were we were a pretty settled side in terms of injuries. We didn't have too many injuries. Uh, so, look, he, he probably found it a little bit hard to, to sneak in, but he probably could have easily played another four or five games. And I don't think too many port supporters would have batted an eyelid at that. Um, uh. You know, I, I would be pretty happy to see him at the club next year. Um, unlike the other two we've spoken about, I would be more than happy for Trengove to get another year. Because, um, look, I thought he was serviceable. I think he there, there might be a role for him in the side longer term. Um, he's certainly got the skill level, he's got great leadership um, he's someone that I'm pretty happy to, to keep around just a little bit longer I
2: think that Jack Trengo and again this is why I said I don't know if it was a good thing for him or a bad thing for Port Adelaide I think that he's very much a player that would be very helpful to have in a bottom 8 side which we are, or bottom, well, actually bottom 9 or 10 side um, which we are right now, but you say that mm-hmm. you don't think fans would have been annoyed if we'd He'd played another five games. I think, that, I think that if he'd played eight games and we'd known we were going to finish 10th, you're right. I think that if he'd played yep. another five games expecting to finish top four, I think that you'd say, no, why would you do that?
0: Um, mm. <laughs> but I he don't... came into the side when we were flying. That's exactly, the
2: thing. Exactly, exactly. And he did a little bits here and there. That's that's mm. kind of what I mean. Um, but if he'd been there for that last run when we were failing, uh, he would not have looked good. I'm pretty certain of that. Um, yeah, Maybe. Yeah, I think So, do you think he gets mechanism.
0: another year next year?
2: Oh, yeah, I think he does. Just because he is someone that, you know, if we are caught short uh, in an area for a brief period, he is someone that we can bring in and say, look, just do basic stuff. This is your simple things that we want you to do. Please do them and be attentive and um, do the best you can. But he's definitely, yeah. uh, he's nowhere near first 22 for well,
1: me. I was going to say, no, not only that, I'm pretty sure there's other people on the list. Above him in the pecking order that probably need to go before him. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um I've just been told Unless we're well, getting rid of
1: at least ten people.
2: Well, yeah. Uh Craig Jones has said on Spreaker Chat Porsche is still so biased against Jack. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> You're well, I don't think he, look it, it's Portia. pretty clear he's not going to be the player that he was uh was touted as being, I think, his uh, navicular issues and his injury troubles have um, have made sure that that's not going to happen, unfortunately for him. But look, I think you know every team needs role players, and I think he is a good sort of backup role player. Uh, you can play on a back flank, you can play through the midfield, you can probably play on a forward flank as well. Um, and you know, he can come in for seven, eight, nine games a year if we need him to, and he'll do a okay job.
2: I've got a question for you. Would you mm. rather have him in the side or a Tom Logan of equivalent age? That's a I'd good go question.
0: Logan. I'd go to Logan for That's sure. That's a good question. Mm. Logan was probably a bit more athletic mm. and obviously had a bit more, you know, desire maybe in in that sort of kamikaze type way at the contest whereas... Tringo's a bit more of a calmer sort of player. Probably better skilled. Um, yeah. But probably slower and not as athletic I would say. So yeah, I'll, I'll probably say Tom Logan. Yeah, I think Logan's probably a better player. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, For me, I think that kind of puts Jack Tringo in a spot that is probably a bit less than it sounded like you just talked about him.
0: Yeah. Well look, I'd much prefer him to Matt Thomas.
2: Yeah, but we know what
0: people think of Nat Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, look. At the end of the day, Tom Logan played what hundred and something games of yeah, AFL football, yeah, didn't he? So, yeah, and yeah, yeah. um, right. yeah, no, I'm I'm not sure Tringo's going to do what uh, what Logan did late in his career, but uh, but you never know. You never know. What,
1: what was tri- what was Logan's era of dominance of building a hundred games for Port? Oh, what time frame?
0: Uh, uh, oh, oh 06 through to what, 14? Yeah, I'm looking it up. You go through to 14.
1: Yeah,
2: he was around for a while,
1: dude. Yeah. yeah. The irony is that I would cho- I would choose Logan over Tringo at this point in time.
2: 2014, yeah, there you go. Because I, I feel like
1: he's a little bit a yeah,
2: little bit more athletic.
1: Yeah
0: was probably his uh, his peak. peak period but then he you know he still played some good yeah. games through 2013 especially late in, the, in yeah. that finals Rashi was excellent in the final series that year and um, you know I guess they're similar types of players in that um, you know they're role players yeah. um, and I guess it, you know even even good sides have role players so um, anyway let's move on and talk about the next player another Uh, Port Adelaide debutante this year and that was uh, Lindsay Thomas who came across from a a big career at North Melbourne. Um, He's also retired. Uh, He played seven games this year for four goals at AFL level. Um, He played eight games at SANFL level, kicked 21 goals, averaged uh, almost 14 touches and four marks a game. He came in again and sort of did a job for a little bit. Um, He did what he had to do at SANFL level, had some really dominant games early in the season there which um, kind of forced our hand a little bit. I'm not sure what we were kind of expecting from Lindsay Thomas this year, whether we were really expecting a lot of game time from him or if he was just going to be a you know, break glass in case of emergency type play. But you know, he got his chance after some really good form. And um, obviously he had that uh, controversial game against Geelong where he knocked out Scott Selwood and uh, everyone wanted him uh, strung and murdered. Uh, came back later in the season. Had had a couple of really good games, I thought, against Carlton and uh, and against Melbourne as well. He was pretty good. And then the last three games, he just really just struggled to get involved at all. And uh, I guess from, you know, he, he had his go. At the end of the day, wasn't good enough.
2: Yeah. Uh, look, he had a crack. He did that good hip and shoulder that got him suspended. That was worth it, though. Yeah. Um and he had a couple of pretty pretty. Good and he games took like out a
1: Selwood. What, what better thing yeah. could he have done? <laughs> I know, right? Like that's
2: that's that's right that's up there, true. isn't it? It you is know? true. Um yeah, but uh, and he played a couple of good games, but he just faded quickly. Like we kind of expected. And honestly, yeah. I feel like he did
0: what we expected him to do. To be honest. Um,
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Look. It, those the first three games when he came back into the side that run against the Dogs, Melbourne, and Carlton, not, you know, he was really, really good. He, you could tell that he wanted to be out there. He really wanted it. You know, he was throwing himself in. Um, he was a really dangerous influence in our forward line, even though he was only kicking, you know, a goal a game. Um, just his presence there was, you know, creating opportunities for us. Um, and really putting some cause for concern into the opposition as well. But um, the last three games he played, he was just a complete non-event, unfortunately, and um, it, we just couldn't keep him in the side any longer as we started to uh, to go on our losing streak. Yeah, yeah. Um... But as as we said last week, I'm I'm pretty happy he came back. I'm pretty happy he got to got to have a go, and we got to see him in Port LA colours because. Uh, he was one of my favourite Port Adelaide juniors um, coming through the system a, a long, long time ago and uh, always thought, always hoped that maybe he might come back um, and I'm pretty glad he did for one last sort of hurrah.
2: There's this thing that they do in the NFL that I kind of like which is that when a player is sort of ending their career, uh, they think about what club they've had the most significant time at or the one they have the strongest affection for, you know, through their playing career and then they sign like a one-day mm. contract uh, and then they retire yeah. as a player of that club. And it kind of felt like this was Lindsay Thomas's, you know, retire as a Port Adelaide <laughs> player run um, because we don't have that tradition. Um, yeah. I wouldn't mind if we got it. That'd be kind of nice.
0: Yeah.
1: No, <laughs> That's it's pretty cool. I'm isn't. not
0: sure how the uh, AFLPA would yeah. uh, like uh, one-day contracts, but...
2: I think, they'd be, um, <laughs> I think they'd be okay with it. But, you know, it's just like, it's just a token thing. And then they show up at yeah. a press conference. Uh, they say, I really enjoyed my time at Port Adelaide after time away Um, because we're getting closer to that situation where players do leave clubs that they really like because there's money, you know, or because there's a change in coaches and the new coach doesn't like the way or doesn't have a spot in their mind for the way you play or whatever else. And I think we're getting closer to a situation where that's becoming an increasingly better idea to do. Oh, look,
0: I'm sure Sam Mitchell and Luke Hodge would have loved to have retired as Hawthorne players. Exactly. For example. Yeah, yeah. Um, there you go. Anyway, let's move on and talk about the next player who had a very minimal role this year. Matty Broadbent, um, the forgotten man, just about. Uh, hasn't played in a very long time now. A season and a half. Played no games this year at AFL level. Only managed the two games at SNFL level. Average 14 disposals a game and, until he got injured again. And, uh, and that was the end of his season. So, not much to talk about with him outside of Will we ever see him play for Port Adelaide again?
2: I'm kind of thinking not.
0: No. Um, I hope same? we do. Put I, a in mean. him. Yeah, it, it kind of feels like that at the moment, uh, which is a real shame. He's always been one of my favourites. Um, and I, I feel like we really, really missed him this year, especially when uh, when Hamish went down we really needed someone like Matty Broadbent to come in and, and perform that sort of role that he was very, very good at when he was fit. Um, unfortunately, you know, last year his form was a little bit up and down before he got injured. Um, but I think it's it's quick to forget just how good and uh, how important Matthew Broadbent can be for Port Adelaide.
2: We've got a comment from Micah on Spreaker chat saying that Brogsy still has a role to play. Um I don't know. Like he's he's just turned twenty eight. What a month ago, um, and he's coming back from no fitness. Like to come back at you know twenty, practically twenty nine by the time he's fully fit. Like that's tough for any player um, to do. And
0: I just don't see him doing it. Really, it's up in the air. I hope he gets the opportunity because, as I said, I I think a fit fit Matty Broadbent really adds something to our side, um, which we desperately missed this year. I hope he can find that fitness again. Uh, I'd love to see him back in Port Adelaide colours again. Um, whether we get, Do you know, that what his recent, recent injury
1: was? What
0: was his foot again, wasn't it? What was Stress his recent
1: fracture. injury?
2: Stress fracture. I don't know. Was
1: yeah. it like
2: toe, toe? Was it
1: the same foot or a different foot? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, oh, So like
0: I'm turf toe. Sure. Stress fracture. No, I in no his toe. not turf
1: toe. Yeah. So, I mean, and he got that, what, second last game of the season?
2: No, this is July.
1: Was it July? Was it that long ago? I'm
2: looking at a headline yeah. here, July I mean, 20, I'm just thinking the only key...
1: Shit, time's flowing. I'm just thinking, like, his only key to potentially having success next year in 2019 would be to be fit and able to run like the bulk of this pre-season. If he if he can't start training until say late January, February, he's coming back again with no pre-season. He, I I find it very difficult for him. I mean there's no point like trading him out though, right? If he's contracted because what are you going to get for him? Nothing. Yeah. So there's there's probably no point shipping him on. There's plenty of other players to ship on, but um, yeah, I just I just think it's going to be tough for him, you know? I mean, I'd love to have him back fit and firing. Because you're right, Maka, you know, you could use some of that stability down there. But, um, you know, I just can't see it. Yeah. Well, oh, I guess
0: we'll find out in the next few weeks whether uh, I guess he's at the club next year or not. I guess we'll find out. But um, fingers crossed for me, I, I really hope he is. And, and I still think he can play a bit of a role. But moving on, the next player is Jack Watts. Um he had a very up-and-down season, I guess you'd say. He played 19 games at AFL level. Um, unfortunately, he had pretty much career lows <laughs> um, right across the board uh, of his last sort of five to six seasons, um, which was unfortunate, I guess. He did get dropped mid-season. He played two games at SNFL level, had a really dominant game against Dirt, um, missed playing against his old club. Um, but look, He averaged 14 touches a game, a goal a game, um, 1.6 inside 50s. Probably wasn't really good enough in the end, was it?
2: Uh, No, but I also think that if you ask Jack, I don't know, I think that Jack sort of jumped back into a pre-Hogan Demon side as well um, after the first few games um, where he was suddenly, you know, one of the main forwards, main two forwards uh, under a lot of pressure and then any time Dixon went into Ruck, he was it him and maybe Westhoff, um, which I think if you're looking for ideal circumstances for Jack Watts to play in,
0: uh, after about round six, we didn't have him again. Um, Mm.
2: Yeah.
0: Look, he had a great start to the season. He he kicked three goals. He had 20 touches, seven marks against Frio. Um, And we all thought, geez, how good is this guy going to be for Port Adelaide after his his big um, pre-season game as well against the Crows, where I think he kicked six goals or seven goals. Um, yeah, you know, he, he had a really good start and he kicked another three against Essendon and in, in the loss uh, he was pretty good against Brisbane as well but from that point on he just it, it never really worked for him. He did look a little bit timid out there at times. He looked a little bit unsure of his role. Um, you know, we just couldn't get him into any sort of scoring range. I guess he only kicked three goals in the last seven in his last seven matches. Mm. Uh it's not really good enough for a forward, is it? Um, you know, I don't know. I, I don't want to be too critical of him, but I, I think he definitely deserves some criticism for his season. I
2: agree with that, but I also think that at the start of, you know, round one, he was in the same forward line as Dixon and Marshall, and how often did that happen this year?
1: That game, that was it. Yeah, he's he's symbolic. His performance is symbolic of our dysfunctional forward line as the season wore on. Well, and yeah. uh, I, really I, I thought he, he... Yeah, correct. I mean, you look at our, the goals scored by our forwards, it's a bit of an embarrassment overall. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I just think uh, I could still read... I, if you read between the patterns of play lines in, in story term for football... Um, you could see Jack's role as that lead-up, link-up type player, it, and again our system just became dysfunctional. And I guess if we had a, a reasonably working system, which involved Jack, Marshall, Dixon, whatever, um, you know, I, I could see his role still being there, and and he doing and doing his role very well, and coming up with those games like the Frio game with, you know, the three goals. But because we didn't stick to a system and just plug it and play, um, you know, we became bastardised as a um, as a playing system and process-driven. I mean, I think that's the takeaway this year, isn't it, from Damien Hartwick about the review of Richmond. You know, they're a process-driven side and we mm. don't have that process and Jack's a victim of that. Yeah.
0: Look... <laughs> It is. I don't think the way that he plays, I don't think the way that we played really suited his game at all. No. Um, So many times he just seemed to be lost out there and um, he would go long stretches without any sort of influence in game. Uh, And then he'd bob up, you know, have two or three quick disposals and might set up a goal and and that'd be it again. Um, There was just no consistency. There was no... I think he really lacked any sort of four-quarter game at all this year outside of round one. Um, there wasn't really too many performances that I can remember of his where he put in a real consistent four-quarter effort. Some of that's on him. I think a lot of it is to do with our game plan and um, maybe lack of support for him um, and that sort of thing. Look, When he got the ball, something good generally happen. It's just that he didn't get the ball enough. That's all.
2: Yeah, um, I've got. There's a speaker chat on. A speaker chat comment from Judy again. So this one. This time, saying soft, and I don't know that I agree with that at all. Um, with Jack, because uh, he might have been ineffective, but he was not exactly avoiding encounters. He was constantly being grappled by idiots and not getting free kicks. So, um, yeah, yeah, I don't think he's soft. I think he was just not effective in the role we used him in, which is slightly different.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's soft. I think. Um... I think our game style let him down a little bit throughout the year. He was constantly having to work against one or two players. Um, We really wanted him to be that sort of freewheeling player that could get a little bit loose and and do some damage. Um, But very rarely was he able to do that. Yeah. Just just because, you know, so often he might have been the only player sort of forward of centre. And um, you know he's having to mark against three or four opponents, which you know is not really going to happen all that often. Um, so look, hopefully next year we can get Marshall back in the side, have the three pronged forward line because it did look so good oh, in round know. one. Oh my
2: god!
0: And uh, unfortunately, we mm. only had that for one game of the season, um, mm. which is very, very unfortunate. Mm. But.
2: We've got a comment here from Micah. Horrible. I think Jack
0: is the reason Westhoff will be a best
2: and fairest. So that's an interesting one. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Well, I guess he did cop a lot of the Westhoff flicks that, you know, Westhoff might have coped otherwise. don't know. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, and the last not, This isn't is... the
1: Westhoff show.
2: No, we're moving on, so don't...
1: True. Let us we not. are. <laughs> I know. Yes. You're gonna, if you mention yes. his name. you going to ramp me up. I'm going to start talking. Thanks for butting you, no, mate. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, the
0: last way that we're going to talk about <laughs> is Let's Don talk Barrett, about Westhoff. Who came to the club. That was his first year at the club as well. And yeah. uh, he only played the five games. Um, averaged 14.8 disposables a game. Uh, didn't manage a goal, unfortunately. It would have been great if he got one. Because uh, he looked lively in those first uh, few games. But then just had a couple of games where he just didn't really do much. Um, was pretty poor against West Coast. Um, then he went back to the SA where he uh, he did play some very very good performances. He he played eleven games, over twenty touches a game. Um, but it's come out on the weekend that there was a bit of an incident in China, and um, he ended yeah. up being uh, banned for six games from AFL selection. I think it I think it said. Um, and he, he really did come back from China in some pretty good form at SA NFL level. And I remember at the time, um, there was quite a few people sort of saying, oh, why isn't Barry getting a shot? You know, we we need some running the side and, you know, he's in this great form at SA NFL level. But I guess now we know why uh, he wasn't selected. And his form did uh, sort of uh, weaken as the year went on. And he missed, uh, missed a bit at the end of the season with injury as well. Um, but I guess, look, if if Polek is leaving, uh, Don Barry is contracted for next year, rightly or wrongly. Um, is there a spot in the side for him next year?
2: Uh, if he can get some sort of consistency, there is. But I'm looking at the stats here, and he was goalless. So you know, yeah, how much room can you make for that? Mm.
1: Look, well, he he looked great in round he one started off well against like. free. He, he did. He looked really good. That's what I was going to say. His Sydney game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had run. He was linking up, and yeah, he looked exciting. His skills didn't look that great. Oh, sorry, that poor. He, yeah, I thought he was good. Um, I just wonder if that suspension maybe affected his confidence. You know, maybe, um, yeah, he's a little bit influenced in those sort of things. Not as resilient, and yeah, he couldn't come back from it, which is uh, a little bit disappointing. But um, well, if I know I'm sense. just chucking something out there. Who knows?
2: If you look at his stats, what really declined in his AFL form was the amount of uncontested possession he could collect. Um, so he started yeah. off, so his contested mm. possession rate was the same in all five games, pretty much five, four, three, four, six, but his uncontested possession dropped from sixteen to eight from the first game to the last. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I think that's probably just that you know he came on with a bang, he was given a bit of space that maybe he shouldn't have been, and then after the oppositions worked him out a bit,
0: yeah. I think that's pretty fair. Look, I think if we do lose Pollock, there is a there is a spot there for someone like Don Barry. We do need some some line-breaking run. And uh, he can offer that. He can offer um, some pretty good speed. And I did like his delivery inside 50 uh, for most of what he did throughout the season. Um, it's unfortunate he didn't get another go because uh, I would have liked to have seen him in the side later on in the year. Um, but look, I... I do think there is a role that he can play next year and um, I th- I'm pretty sure, you know, given that he is contracted I think he'll most likely stay at the club, so
2: Yeah, probably mm.
0: Mm.
1: Mm. So you guys yep. got any other Port Adelaide gossip? Not really, no Nah, nah not really Is there life after Polek? Oh. Yes what do you mean? Well, there's a lot of supporters that are are very anguished by the fact that Pollock's probably going to North Melbourne and fearing that we're going to have no run in the side next year whatsoever.
2: Uh, I I guess the danger of saying that one player's leaving is going to ruin us is it kind of shows a complete lack of faith in the rest of your 22. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, if, if, if Pollock leaves and that's all I run, like, how much of a chance were we really... (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, really. You know, like it's, I guess you could say the same thing mm. about the Rockman Like, if Ryder can get injured and then there's no Port Adelaide, um, how much of a chance really are we? You know, it's nice to think yeah. that we still are, but maybe, maybe we're not. You know, looking at what's happening in the in the finals right now, maybe we maybe we we're just uh, maybe we are a tenth place side, legitimately. Um, and in which case, yeah. Even more, I'm on the, the, the bandwagon of sack the coaches, sack everyone, burn <laughs> it down.
0: <laughs> burn, baby, burn.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, we've got three more years of Ken.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, there is an upside for the three group we're more. talking about next week, which is the post-Hinkley defence. We'll be talking about six defenders we expect to be around post-Ken Hinkley, so that would be good. Um, yep.
0: Hmm. <laughs> I like <laughs> that. I like and that. Like the players that. are. That's the a players good one. Are. Uh, We'll be talking about Tom Cleary, Joel Garner, Dougal Howard, Darcy Burns Jones, Dan Houston, and Jared Linett. Leonett Yeah, yeah.
2: It's
1: um, an exciting group of players to be talking about next week. It is they, right? I'm excited to talk about them. Yep.
0: Yeah,
2: definitely. Yes.
1: yes. Yeah. We yes, might not indeed. be so sound so depressed. <laughs> maybe yesterday. not.
0: Maybe not. That's it. Well, look, that's uh, that is it for this evening. There was no big footy questions. There was just comments of uh, why is such and such in this group. So nothing to add there. So I think we'll just call it quits right now. And uh, I
1: guess there we'll was just have one to question. Yes, uh, Schultze first asked you why Carl, Carl Amon isn't in this list. Because he's in a different list which suits him
0: better.
2: Yeah, it's not a positive one.
0: He <laughs> thinks if you're... Think yeah, it's better. certainly not a, positive, it's not a positive one, no. <laughs> no, 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 you see...
2: He thinks,
1: he thinks that you're going out of your way to try and shield him from criticism. Well, I, didn't, I didn't put the list You'll together. So, no, it was wow. me. I did them.
0: So Plus, uh, the Carl Amon love is uh, is no more. Yeah, I, look, I did the lists and he's not right. in the great group.
2: So, it, it, I, yeah. I think that it was pretty clear if you've been listening to the, the podcast for a while that when I could list easily 10 players, I'd considered a listing that we would have more than six players in a bad group and we might need two bad groups. So yeah. um, chill out.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. There is more negativity on the way. Don't worry yeah. people. It's coming.
2: <laughs> We're not doing it all at once. That's all. Yeah. yes,
0: It's what <laughs> we need. But yes, it looks like a positive one next week. So that's, uh, that's something yeah. to look forward to. Yeah. It'll
2: be quite
0: fun. Well, the next two weeks. Yes. So yes. Yes. Yeah. Right.
2: Okay. On that note, can the pair? Can Port and um, Power? Can, I, can I, here's a question: Who do we who do we want to be premiers? Seeing as we're not in it and we don't have to say anyone but the Crows, who do we want to win? Collingwood. Yeah, I, I feel a bit like that or West too. GWS.
0: You know, reason, I'd be happy with GWS.
2: The reason I feel like Collingwood is that any final series in which Port isn't in, I'm always happy for it to be a team that will annoy every other finalist. <laughs> yeah. you know like if, if if the most annoying thing that could happen is Collingwood winning a premiership like ha ha we weren't in the finals but you guys had to lose to them <laughs> yeah I like it Yeah, I like
1: it and Judy agrees so there we go Can't there port. we go go the Giants Wines, grey, fancy, well done. Still grey, Hamble's good. West off, could kick a goal from here. He does, what a start!